And if I am someone that's regularly doing that before God, that probably does create in us a heart atmosphere where it's like I realize how much I've been forgiven mm-hmm. by God. And mm-hmm. so hopefully I can extend that to other people. You know, he has been forgiven much, loves much. And it's like, okay, if I know that's true about me, then when you make a mistake, mm-hmm. hopefully I can extend that love and forgiveness to you. Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Thanks for hanging out with us. He's Joe, I'm Brad. You ready? Always ready and eager. I think we're gonna talk about something today that's, I don't know, it's not that great, but it's gonna be helpful. (laughs) (laughs) That's the motto of my life. (laughs) Not that great, but helpful. Maybe helpful. But first, we're going to start with uh, Christmas Would You Rather. We haven't done anything like this in a while. Oh, you are you going to feed me a holiday No, stolen? I thought about that. That would be like old times. But Can we put a drop of like somebody could link to this holiday stolen moment? Sure. Right, right here. here. That yeah. was a good one. Number two here. I actually think you're really going to like this one, okay? Is, okay. This is uh, it has a little it has a little glaze on top of it even. It's going to be good. <laughs> it's good for you because you would... Oh, I think he likes it. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> you, need, you want some water to wash it down? <laughs> that was actually the best one I have. Here, you need to go water. That's the worst holiday thing I've ever eaten in my life. It had powdered sugar on top of it to sweeten it up. <laughs> Who eats that for Christmas? That's Christmas? I don't know. It's a gift. Know what Certainly a gift to us. <laughs> I will ne- you will I never a stain on the carpet where you vomited it. You out will over never there, so. blindfold and feed me again. That sh- this shall never happen. That was the abomination of desolation found in Matthew 24. Wow. Okay, go Okay, ahead. would you rather would you rather get gifts or give gifts? Give. I don't like getting gifts. It's super awkward. Because it's awkward? I don't know. It just everyone is. watches you open them too, it's the worst. Yeah, and you know the other piece of it is probably the reason that I don't like getting gifts. And I you know, I think this is part of our modern issue. It's like, what do I really need? Yes. Right? So it's like a lot of times people are trying to get me something they think I want or would <laughs> like and they guess wrong. <laughs> So then I have to react appropriately, like, oh, it's like, if I wanted that, I would have bought it myself, but I didn't. Is that terrible? So I I like giving gifts. Would you rather eat turkey every day or never again? Never again. Never again. Isn't that everybody's answer? I think so. I just, I'm just, these are easy ones. Would you rather get the best gift that you got from last year, like get it again, or get a new gift, but you don't know what it is? New gift. Okay. Just for the fun surprise. Plus, I already have the other one. (laughs) Would you rather spend Christmas alone or with your entire family staying at your house? Alone. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, when you, let's let's be specific. When you, (laughs) entire family, entire house, siblings, you know, how far are we extending? Everybody. Really? You want to be alone? I have some people from New Jersey that I just, (laughs) I'm not sure. Would you rather have to put up the Christmas lights for your whole neighborhood? Or have to wrap all the Christmas presents for your whole neighborhood. Christmas lights for the whole neighborhood. What would you do? Oh, for sure. I can't wrap Christmas presents. It's terrible. It really, I mean, some people really do a great job. It's so nice. I know. I I love gift bags. (laughs) Gift bags are the way Mm -hmm. to go. Would you rather have to listen to Dominic the donkey all day or Christmas shoes? 
<laughs> That's hard. Dominic is the Italian donkey. I, I will tell that is really not a hard question. I will take the Italian donkey any day of the week. <laughs> what would you do? Oh yeah, Christmas shoes as bad as it gets. Oh my I know gosh. that you love that song though. I can't even believe it. But you would you would what would you do? Would you choose to be alone for Christmas? Yes. Then the Yeah, I would totally be alone. <laughs> for and have a bunch of people in my house? Yes. The whole family? Wow. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, that was fun. Would you rather have Christmas with Jesus or without Jesus? Wow. Sir, could I buy these shoes? <laughs> I don't Taste think you my can. mama meets Jesus. Can, can you have a Christmas without Jesus? Here we go. <laughs> you weren't expecting can that question? Can you take the Christ out of Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> I have a bumper sticker that says yeah, that. Yeah, but you do. All right, here we go. So, again. This wasn't what we were gonna, talking no, about? No, this isn't going to be that exciting, but I think it could be helpful, especially around this time of year. So, often we talk about, as Christ followers, how to prevent sin, how to prevent failure in our life, Right? Give the, the normal, you know, have community and, and be talking to God and stay in God's word, lots of ways. I want to talk about how, how do we, how when we fail, do we bounce back quickly? Oh, when we make a mistake? Yeah. How do we bounce back from sin? And I think there's Whoa. lots of ways I want to, we could go with this, but I was thinking just um, when? in relation to the holidays, we spend a lot of time with people that... Or we spend it alone, maybe. But a lot of us spend a lot of time with people who <clears throat> uh, get on our nerves, who we have a history with, family, you know, family and friends and stuff. And people often have bad reactions. It's like, how do you bounce back from that? How do you sort of overcome sin quickly? Not, not um, look the other way on it. You know, we want to treat it appropriately. How do we bounce back? From Are you failure? specifically talking about sin or failure? Are they still the same? They're the same. So you're interchangeably sure. using them. Sin sure. If you have a distinction about why they could be different, yeah. fine. No, no, but Make like you like, made a mistake. We we made some kind of mistake and hurt somebody. Or sure. Or made some exactly. Kind of, put our foot in our mouth. Right. Or like what? So kind of, so this week I about three hours after preaching I totally lost my cool on my son. Like he deserved every bit of it, no doubt about it. But like I lost my cool and and hollered at him and immediately I felt bad, you know. Yeah. And it's like okay. Those are the kinds of things that can happen more often this time of year because we're around people with lots oh. of pressure. How do we bounce back from these things? Oof. Wow. That's you know weird... it's a good question when it takes you four minutes to explain what and I'm asking you're questions asking. Trying to make sure you're understanding this. <laughs> I mean, isn't just a, sort of the first step is just to acknowledge that you made a mistake? Sure. If you don't know that, then I don't know how you bounce back from it. So oh, it's interesting true. like when you use that example, really cool, like inside you knew something was wrong. Right. It's just different than if someone has to bring it up to you. Sure. I mean, the words are coming out of your mouth and you go, this is like, I don't like this. This yeah. doesn't feel good. Which is different versus like I recently, uh, I was in a meeting and I said something I shouldn't have said. It was sort of came out wrong and didn't even really notice it. And somebody brought it to my attention later that day. And that's that's different than when. Oh, okay. Sure. You know it intrinsically. Right. Versus someone yeah, else has to tell you. Because if somebody does tell you, then you have a choice whether to. Oh, to even respond at all. Like how did you yeah. like to get defensive sure. or to be like, no, I didn't do that. Like, no, there's nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yeah, to dismiss it. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything with this. But with this. so if we're starting at, you know it inside or you believe someone outside of you who says, I made a mistake. Sure. That's probably the first step is just acknowledging you made a mistake, which is hard. It is hard. And oftentimes there's relational damage that's already done mm -hmm. too, right? And so how do we, like part of this conversation, how do we recoup some of that? Mm -hmm. You know, so the family's over at 
at the holidays and somebody does something that you don't like and you snap at them, it's like, okay, you know you're wrong and you can apologize, but you still have to spend the rest of the day together. Like, yeah. you know, you're cooking in the kitchen and it's like, oh, I still have to be next to this person. I can't really get away. So how do I... Well, one of the things that pops into my head is, is this something I do all the time versus... Oh. Because that changes the approach, That's right? True. If, if I continually am the person in a meeting that makes a mistake and someone has to point it out to me later, how I approach recovery is different than I made a mistake in a, mayor, in a meeting, someone brought it to my attention, or I realized it myself yeah. with my son and I go to him to apologize sure. is different than – Okay, we've been down this road oh, that's 30 a, times. That's a super helpful distinction. Like, like you always do this. You do this all the time. So <laughs> how you recover is very different than a slip and fall and a mistake versus a pattern. Yeah. So if it's a slip and fall and make a mistake, I think, and this is my personality, so I'm not sure this is right, but how does this land yeah, on yeah, you? Good. It's like it seems like whenever there's an elephant in the room, if you don't deal with it and go right at it. So I've been in some family conversations, as you can imagine, where I've put my foot in my mouth. I've said some stupid things. I've done something stupid. And it's like finding a way to stop the moment right in the moment and say, hey, can we talk about this? I know this is really awkward. Can we go to another room or can we go for a walk and just acknowledge the elephant in the room? Like, hey, I made an incredibly stupid mistake. Like, and I'm the kind of person that's like, I can't move forward if I know that mm -hmm. without, like, I can't pretend like that's not, didn't happen. So it's like, how do you find a safe place or a, a space to, to be able to own your mistake with someone you wronged or harmed or like, how do you do that? And I think the sooner you can do that is actually better, but I don't know. How do you yeah. do that? Yeah. Delay doesn't yes. seem to help it. It seems right. to make it worse on all parties. Yeah. On all parties is a good thing, too, because it seems to bring, if you don't deal with something, it seems to bring other people into it, too, because now they're walking into it. Mm -hmm. So you're cooking Christmas dinner next to this person that you've just offended or you've yeah. just done something stupid and you've hurt them, and, and now somebody else comes in to help, and they can feel the tension, mm -hmm. right? So it's like now they're in on the problem too. So I think that's good. Cut, cut the tension with a knife and we don't do anything about so it. So going at it as fast as you can, especially um, if it's just in the daily sort of n n normal failure, normal, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of, yeah. And I think sometimes when you try to make things right too, you do have to be aware that sometimes the person across from you isn't ready for it to be right. It doesn't keep me from trying. Sure. I don't think it should keep you from trying, but it might be like, okay, listen, I said something wrong to you. I don't know. I, I don't know what I can do to fix it or solve it, but I, I'm really sorry. And I'm ready to talk about it when you're ready to talk about it. Because mm -hmm. sometimes people aren't ready Maybe because the situations have happened in the past or yeah. because the hurt is deeper than you realize. So it's like, I want you to know I'm sorry and I understand if you're not ready to forgive me or understand if you're not ready to talk about this. But as soon as you are, I am ready and willing and want to do whatever I can do to own what I've done wrong and repair. Because there's this, there's this part, whole part about making a mistake and recovering <clears throat> where it's acknowledging it is going at it and dealing with it. But it's also restoring. Like there's a restoration part that's right. about rebuilding trust. Right. Yeah. Because that's really what you do in those moments, I think, is mm -hmm. you withdraw trust when you hurt someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of along those lines, and, and you talked about patterns a few minutes ago, I, I was thinking 
Also, to, to be a person who, who can bounce back quickly from failure, I think part of that is being known as a person who lets others bounce back quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if I'm a person that keeps short accounts with those yep. who have hurt me, then if I hurt someone, they're more likely certainly to keep a short account with me, yep. right? Because if I hurt you and and I, I come to you and I go, oh, I'm really sorry, I wanna move past this. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Every time I mess up, you nail me to the wall. Yep. So guess what? Now it's my time to get mm -hmm. my pound of flesh. Yeah, that's good. So I think just being a person who is uh, keeping short accounts with others mm -hmm. gives you some ability to bounce back quicker. Yeah, but how do you how how does that happen? How do you how do how are you? How am I the kind of person that keeps a short account with others? Yeah, oh, I think that's established over time mm -hmm. of being somebody who is willing to forgive, who's willing to have the conversation of, "Hey, you offended me," or "If I offended you, let's talk about this right now." Maybe even being the kind of person who, um, like, one of the things I know about you is as. I know that, I don't know the particular example you were you were mentioning about it being in a meeting, but I know if I was in that meeting, I could come to you and go, man, you like you you overstepped there. You did something that I think maybe you hurt somebody, you said something, I don't know if you know how it landed on someone. Like I, I know that I could come to you and, and say that. So like just having a, a regular pattern in our lives of being someone who keeps mm -hmm. short accounts in both directions opens up the ability for us to, I guess, recover. Yeah, yeah. We, we hurt that's each good. other, right? No, that's good. So it's like with my son, I hope that he knows I'm quick to forgive him when he messes up and I don't I don't nail him. I don't always bring up stuff. Hey, you did this, you did this, you know, going back. It's like, no, I'm forgiving of him. So I hope when I go to him and that's... go, son, I, like, I shouldn't have done that. I hope that he's mm -hmm. willing to show me that in return because I've given him that freedom. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's interesting to kind of connect this all to forgiveness and our willingness to go to God. Like, are we willing to go to God and say, I need forgiveness? Yeah. Do we receive God's forgiveness to us if we're not that kind of person all the time? Like, God, I'm sorry. Right. It's like, even when I offended someone, I really sinned against God first. Right. And so does God forgive me? And the answer is yes. But am I willing to even say I'm sorry to God and receive his forgiveness? And if I am someone that's regularly doing that before God, that probably does create in us a heart atmosphere where it's like I realize how mm -hmm. much I've been forgiven mm -hmm. by God. And mm -hmm. so hopefully I can extend that to other people. You know, he has been forgiven much, mm -hmm. loves much. And it's like, okay, if I know that's true about me, then when you make a mistake, mm -hmm. hopefully I can extend that love and forgiveness to you. So that does probably interact with this conversation where if you haven't, if you don't know that and haven't experienced that, it'd be harder to acknowledge and even admit that you're wrong and maybe mm -hmm. admit that you need forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's sort of convoluted. No, that's good. So, so just for a second, flip it 180 degrees then, because I think there's also a, an element of I want to bounce back quick in my relationships when I hurt someone. Like I want to restore quickly. I want to move mm -hmm. past quickly. Again, not to diminish that I've hurt someone, but it's like, no, let's keep moving. We have a relationship with, okay, but I think we're often really, um, we struggle to bounce back quickly with God. Yeah. We take on all this shame, you know? Like I did something, I, this was my intention, and yet I did something that was sinful mm -hmm. against God. And in my mind, like I know God has forgiven me, but yet I can't let it go. I can't get out from under the the shame of that. Like, how do I bounce back quickly from my own sin in terms of how God sees me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think it does go back to that whole understanding of like, do you expect that you're going to get it perfect? 
Do you expect that you're not going to mess up? Do you expect, like, do we have such high standards for ourselves that we think we're always right Mm -hmm. and we're always going to be right so that when we make mistakes, it's like, oh, my goodness. Like, no, I mean, my expectation is I'm going to screw up regularly and I'm, I'm offending God all the time, right? And so because of that, okay, I'm quick to run to him and ask for help and forgiveness and I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. That's that's really interesting. How do I is the question like how do I bounce back quick with God because I'm too proud mm-hmm. or why would I yeah, what do I need to bounce back with God? Well, I No, because he's forgiven us and yet yeah. I don't feel forgiven sometimes, yeah. right? Why? Like why why don't we feel forgiven? What is it that keeps us from feeling yeah. like we're forgiven? I mean, it probably, it's so interesting because our relationship with God, vertical, is impacted by our, ver- our, our horizontal relationships. And it goes the other and way. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. Right? So there is definitely probably a way that our shame on a vertic- horizontal level, like the shame we feel between humans, mm-hmm. impacts how we project that to God. And what we feel from God is also what we project to other humans. So I would think if it's hard to bounce back in our relationship with God, it probably, one of the data points would be, well, you probably feel that on a human level too. And maybe the human level and maybe our relationships with people that we love has been damaged here. And because people, like my, because I've made mistakes with people, and felt shame and felt experienced lack of forgiveness. It's probably that's informing my relationship vertically. I'm not sure that makes any sense, but well, I would think just looking at my parents and my family situations, there's ways that I look at my father and how my father interacted with me that I project that on God must see me yeah. the same way yeah. and because of that horizontal relationship. It negatively impacts my vertical relationship with God. Mm-hmm. That's super convoluted. Maybe, but I'm going to make it worse. That's a very nice say. I'm going to make it worse for a second. Yes, it is. I'm going to make it worse for a second. There's ways that you can't change how, your your example, your father treated you. And even there's ways that you can't change how you perceive that. Yeah. But flip it around. Does you keeping, allowing a short account with your dad, does you for being forgiving towards your father help you understand how your heavenly father forgives you. Oh, yeah. Right? So it's like you don't have the I'm just I'm just trying to yeah, think yeah. like you don't have the ability to change the things that your dad did said. Yeah. No. And even you don't even have the ability to change how you perceived those nope. growing up. That's that's nope. sort of in the past. But what you do have the ability to do is to forgive your dad, which might allow yep. you to experience and understand God's forgiveness of you better. Yep. Absolutely. And the spirit of God can rewrite a lot of this stuff and work through yeah. Right. How this all plays out. But at the end of the day, if if I'm struggling with something with God, one question to ask is, is that struggle rooted in the character of God and what he says or in a human experience mm-hmm. and a character issue with someone on earth that's mm-hmm. impacted you? Where's the root of that? Because God forgives us. Right. And he's not the God of shame. Right. right. And so right. he's the first one when we make mistakes to run towards us and give us another opportunity. Right. Right. So it's like, well, if you're not feeling that and experiencing that, that comes from somewhere else. 
and we can say theologically that Satan is the accuser, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can know that this is a part of the deception and destruction that Satan is trying to work towards believers to cause us to feel a lot of this stuff based on things we've experienced. So he throws gas on the fire, that kind of stuff to go, no, your heavenly father doesn't forgive you for that. You right. keep going back to him over and over. He's not going to forgive you. Right. So you want a new start? It's not going to come that easy, bub. It's like, that that's not your father. Right. I don't know. Yeah, because the shortest account is what God has towards us. Yeah. That he forgives in an instant. I mean, he's the only one that can forgive and forget. Yeah. Because yeah. he chooses to. Right. But no one else can. And it's like, if he can remove our sins as far as the east to the west and say, you're forgiven, if that's true... I mean, what's complex about that is we also have to run that up against he forgives us, and yet we reap what we sow. Sure. So that's a whole tributary probably of like you're still going to have to face consequences to the decisions you made. In your life. In your in, – yeah. on planet In this Earth life. And in the relationships. Yeah. But cosmically or eternally, you're forgiven, yeah. and yeah. your father doesn't have any – hold any grudge against you or yeah. bothered by it. So quick, short accounts is probably – I don't know. With God and with each other is pretty mm-hmm. big. It takes a lot of humility. Yeah. Do you think any of this is helpful at all? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but at Christmas time, I do think families like there's there's heightened. yeah there's heightened. heightened. But I know I know in my family it brings up some of the pain. There's something about the oh, that's holidays, good. not only because we're busy in our schedules, not just in it, the present, but yeah, past stuff. It it brings up like you know. The holidays are very nostalgic things, mm-hmm. and nostalgia could be a good thing. Mm-hmm. And what's the what's the opposite of nostalgia? Like, there's bad memories that come up, right. and there's ways that people are sitting face to face with family members who aren't present at the holidays, mm-hmm. and then why? Mm-hmm. Right? That's I know for me and my family, that's very much in yeah. front of us. Yeah. So like, there's family members that aren't here, and why? Right. And it's hard. Right. It takes a lot of humility and a lot of God's grace to help us navigate these things. But I want to be known for someone who's quick to to own my faults and yeah. help other people and forgive other people. I mean, I think that would be a good desire for all of us this Christmas. Good. Yeah, maybe. Um, would you rather? You don't like Christmas shoes. Did Mary know? I would. I would like to sing about that. Let me... <laughs> Let me sing your response. Know. Thank you. Did she know? There's some great Christmas music. I think there's out there. some bad Christmas some music. Out really there. bad Christmas music. Hey, thanks for hanging out. See you next time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.